0: What is up, everybody? My name is Alex Johnson, and I'm your host for ExtraPod, the unofficial ExtraBytes community podcast. And I'm really excited today to bring you an episode that I think is going to be really important for the ExtraBytes community, and that is the history of ExtraBytes. Before I start off, I'd like to kind of hit on something real quick. As my kind of subtitle suggests, I am the unofficial Extra Bytes community podcast. What that means is I am in no way part of the Extra Bytes team. I am just simply a community member trying to add value to our Extra Bytes community as a whole, help the team out. I think it's an amazing company with a lot of awesome people, especially if you become active in the Discord, you you can talk to the mods, you can talk to marketing, you can talk to developers. And so I really felt that with a podcast, I could be of use. Now let's jump into it. The history of Extra Bytes. I think that this is going to be a really important episode because I think one of the things that we see most within the community, maybe people within the crypto community, but not necessarily privy to Extra Bytes, the vision of the company, the history of the company, they always seem to be fuzzy on the details. How Extra Bytes got started. Something huge that you see all the time is the fact that maybe Extra Bytes is an ICO. A really awesome resource for the community as a whole that will stand the test of time in terms of being able to just link this episode and allow anyone, your friends that might be interested in cryptocurrency and Extra Bytes, Anyone on Reddit, Discord that might want to understand the history of ExtraBytes without going through a bunch of blog posts and that sort of thing. So, without further ado, let's start this off. ExtraBytes followed the failed BitmoX ICO in early 2017. BitmoX investors lost money when the project's developers decided to abandon it. In order to create a real community for the BitmoX victims, Borzolum, his real name is Zoltán, who is now the ExtraBytes lead developer, stepped in to resurrect the Bitmox project. He wanted to repair the source code and rebuild the node network. This was about February of 2017. ExtraBytes never actually raised any money for its development. Borzalem or Zoltan actually forked the old Bitmox chain and pre mined all the ExtraBytes or XBY coins to the CCEX exchange where ExtraBytes first started. Now please note the CCEX exchange is actually no longer an exchange that supports ExtraBytes. This was done so that CCEX could credit all the existing accounts that owned the old Bitmox coins with the new official XBY tokens. And then the ExtraBytes chain continued forward, leaving the old Bitmox chain dead in its tracks. This also eliminated the old duplicate accounts with the Bitmox coins. The original BitMox investors thus received XBY or ExtraBytes tokens instead of their now worthless BitMox coins. And most of them ended up deciding to put their XBY or ExtraBytes tokens up for sale on that exchange. So the important takeaway from that entire segment, if you take away one piece, it is that ExtraBytes never raised any funds for development or for the project as a whole. There was no ICO. It was just a forked chain in which extra Bytes tokens were given to all Bitmox token holders coin holders. And that is a huge piece of FUD that I see on a daily basis. Specifically, I saw it today in, in a cryptocurrency thread on Reddit. Moving on, let's talk about the very first static node registrations. The very first static node registrations were programmed to start at the 25,000th block height and end at the 50,000th block height. The important piece to note here was that there was no control over the day or time that this registration actually occurred. There was a window expected, but because proof of work was actually still part of the chain at that time, different blocks were achieved at different lengths of time, hence why it was programmed to start at specific block heights as opposed to a specific time of the day, let's say. So this ended up occurring mid-April to mid-May of 2017. I'd like to note that you can find the Block Explorer on the extrabytes.global website, and that's pretty cool to see. It's very easily accessible. I actually personally just looked at it for the first time today. So in terms of nodes, you can find on the extrabytes website, again, at the very bottom of the front page, there are 374 level one nodes registered from that time. Now at that time, my understanding is that the requirement was 500,000 extra bytes or XBY tokens needed to be locked up per node. That equates to about 187 extra bytes that are currently locked up. In doing this quick math, and then looking at coinmarketcap.com, which is generally speaking the industry standard for looking at cryptocurrencies, coinmarketcap is actually incorrect. So coinmarketcap market is correct in saying that there are 650 million total extra bytes. However, their circulating supply is actually low by 33 million extra bytes, which is crazy because although it's pretty easy to understand that they may not be able to keep up to date with over 2,000 coins and tokens on a daily basis, but from what I remember, that number has been pretty constant. I think it shows 430 million total, total circulating supply. In October of 2017, Fuel was introduced. If you remember, there was no more extra bytes to be given because they were all pre-mined to CCEX the exchange and subsequently replaced the Bitmox coins or tokens that those investors had. Development was going too slowly in 2017 and they needed a way to incentivize more developers. They incorporated XFUEL into the economic structure by allowing them to be used in stack nodes paired with XBY tokens. These Xfuel still currently act as a proof of concept running on a basic version of proof of signature consensus. Today, they are used for marketing efforts, community bounties, and development. The interesting thing about Xfuel in the future is they will be traded on the decentralized exchange called Xchange, which will be built into the Xsite Wallet in the near future. I will go more into Xsite Wallet, the Exchange, all of those cool things, in an episode soon. Next up, in December 2017, Zoltan, or Borsalem, mentioned that the team was pretty set on coming up with patents for the proof of signature consensus algorithm technology because it was so much more advanced than the other consensus algorithms that were on the market at the time, such as proof of work and proof of stake in january of 2018 the company they went ahead and incorporated in seychelles now seychelles is our islands off the coast of madagascar if i'm not mistaken now i never really asked myself why that country i'm not sure if it was ever addressed or asked either but i looked up company registration and there seem to be some very clear advantages. So to start off with, there are absolutely no taxes for companies in Seychelles. Companies are only required to list one shareholder, in other words, one name to incorporate, and it is very cheap to renew every single year your license, about 200 US dollars. The only requirement that I really saw that was of any importance was the fact that you could not conduct business physically in Seychelles, which for extra bytes is obviously a no brainer because, for the most part, developers, the marketing team, Ashley, and Alan, they all work remotely anyway. So it didn't matter regardless where, where they were located physically. Next up, and this is a big one testnet number three occurred in February of 2018. Now, you may be wondering why I haven't mentioned testnet one or testnet two. Those were a lot harder to find information on. And furthermore, in my opinion, it shouldn't really matter what past testnets did, only the most current. So testnet three, February, 2018, the network was able to achieve 539 transactions per second while using 40 nodes. To give you a comparison, in 2018, and this to cite my sources, these coming up are from an article dated in October of 2018, so about three months ago. Ripple XRP can hit 1500 transactions per second. A lot of the crypto community don't consider XRP a cryptocurrency, but I digress. I still would like to keep it there. Bitcoin Cash comes in second with 60 transactions per second litecoin 56 transactions per second ethereum 20 transactions per second and bitcoin about seven transactions per second so when you take ripple out of the equation which is mostly used by banks you see that the next best is bitcoin cash with 60 transactions per second and i like to compare the functionality of all of those to what the extra bytes network is supposed to be transformed into Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, Bitcoin, those are all just transfers of value. Transfer X amount of money from point A to point B as quickly as possible for as cheap as possible, right? Ethereum does it well, but they also have smart contracts. I'm not gonna go into smart contracts, but it's pretty interesting, and I think that they they will have many use cases as they have kind of already shown. Now, it's important to note testnet three was ran on the basic proof of signature. This means there was no pulse or vitals, which I covered in the last episode. The next testnet should be conducted very close after patent pending status, and the tech is released with the Zolt chain tech. Let's move on to present day extra bytes. It is January 10th, 2019, and we got some really good news from Ash, the COO today. Previously, and by previously over the last couple months, it was understood that there were eight patent write-ups in total for the technology. Ash has announced that the company is going to move forward with submitting five total patents. So to break these down, three of these patents are specifically for the proof of signature consensus algorithm. The other two patents are other pieces of tech unnamed, I'm assuming they're, they're not going to get into that information, obviously, before patent pending status. They're going to take a staggered approach for submitting these five patents. It is my understanding, please let me reiterate that, it is my understanding, this may not be correct, but once we have patent pending on those five patents, they will be able to proceed with showing us or explaining to us the technology and hopefully running the fourth test net. There could be more patents submitted, or they may just be held as proprietary technology by extra bytes. Those are both two possibilities. Again, I personally hope that after the initial five are submitted, we will be able to finally have some sort of tech release and work with the new result chain. I really hope everyone in the community enjoyed this episode. I spoke to various community members, members of the team, and they gave me a ton of good information. So shout out to all of you for helping me. Please give me a follow at extrapodcast on Twitter. And then also feel free to email me at alex.extrapod at gmail.com to talk, ask me questions, etc. I'm really excited to keep contributing to the community. I hope that all of you feel that I'm adding a significant amount of value and have a great rest of your week.